Cambodia. Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ our King. We are so excited for this opportunity to share the Word of God with you through your favorite program, The Moment of Truth. We are at a critical moment in God's plan for humanity, and God is said to do awesome things in and through individuals, families, communities, organizations, nations, continents, and across generations. As we proclaim the Word of God in the following series, you are going to receive illumination and direction, especially those in the Valley of Decision, and hopefully you'll be accurately positioned for the current move of God. So, sit back and relax. Go ahead, call your family and friends, and get ready for a life-changing encounter with the Word of God. As you do, your life will never be the same again. Goals and Strategies 2019 and Beyond You cannot fulfill the goals and strategies that we are sharing with you except evangelism becomes a lifestyle to you. You'll be wasting our time if you are didikundi, don't talk, don't say anything to anyone. You see them drowning, but you can lose your job if you talk. I spoke and I lost my job, but God showed up. 1984, I confronted my boss. I said, is it true you are in Freemason? He said, so and so, your friend just told me today that I'm, I'm benefiting from their, from their exploits. The air on his eyebrow grew. His eyes were red. The next thing I got was a letter of termination of my appointment. The chambers regret to inform you that your services are no longer required. Please find and close your entitlement. 710 naira for the month of September and 710 naira in lieu of notice. That was my, all my worth plus 300 naira in my savings two months to my wedding. But the next time I saw the man, Hallelujah. I was in British Caledonian first class. They thought we were family. They sat us next to each other. You know, it was my first time inside first class. I don't know what to do. I just sat there. Then he came in. He said, Aristo. That was my nickname. Don't call me that anymore. <laughs> that was the name they called Aristocrat. Aristo, you are here? I said, yes, sir. <laughs> then he sat. He pushed button. I look at it. I said, okay. I pushed my own too. <laughs> but if that was it all, it would have been okay. We went as different ways. And I, was, I got ready the following day to go meet my client. And they were taking us to the the. the other company that was having problems with them, they also brought their lawyer. And this was the way they even hired me. I've told you this story before. Two men were fighting at equality in, and I separated them. This is the tail end of the story. I followed them to where the matter will be resolved. Over there was my boss. On this side was me. He told me, he said, I mean, look, okay. Okay, okay, that this boy will kill me. Mo yalago, baba. 
The latter in and she beat her back. Citadel, I do well. The latter in and she beat her back. Citadel, I do Strategies 2019 and beyond. Last Sunday, we commenced the unveiling of our goals and strategies 2019 and beyond. Beyond because I don't have to repeat this next year, but you'll still be doing it. I don't have to repeat these things in 2020, 2030, you'll still be repeating them. They are going to be institutionalized. As you now know, the Citadel Global Community Church is a four-dimensional church. Say that with me. The Citadel Global Community Church is a four-dimensional church. We are a church in the house. We are a church in the community. We are a church in the city. And we are a church in the clouds. Say that with me. Church in the house. Church in the community. Church in the city. And church in the clouds. Our growth dynamics is also four dimensional, and I told you growth relates to us. Our growth dynamics is also four dimensional. As a vertical city that is set on a hill that cannot be hidden, with horizontal proportions, we will grow up, we will grow big, we will grow very rich. And we will grow together. Say that with me. We will grow up. We will grow big. We will grow very rich. And we will grow together. Can I hear? Amen. Our harvest is also four dimensional. Our harvest is also four dimensional. We are a four-dimensional church. We are a church in the house, a church in the community, a church in the city, and a church in the clouds. That's why people gather together today in Johannesburg, South Africa, and all other parts of the world. They do it every Sunday as unto the Lord. 
They gather people together, join live stream, and this is all they watch for Sunday. We're a church in the cloud. You can't stop us. Right as it was going, it was surrounded by clouds of witnesses. If you are going to really, really, in fact, God says before he will give the latter in, he will send bright clouds. And now we are leaving that community into another community that is greater and much more powerful than where we're coming from. We're church in the house, a church in the community, a church in the city, and a church in the clouds. Our harvest is also four-dimensional. Many churches focus on only one or two dimensions of the harvest. And most focus on only seeing, sowing, and reaping. The quote Genesis 8.22 with parotic buggy. For as long as the earth remains, see, time, and harvest shall never cease. And that is true. But it's limited to increase. It's limited to financial increase. They say if you bring, you will get. Everyone read their Bible that the birds of the air don't sow, they don't reap, they don't gather into bands, or your heavenly father feed them. Are you not more valued than they? The first dimension of harvest is no sowing, no reaping. That is true. Sowing precedes reaping. But if you keep on sowing wind, you are going to reap whirlwind. Futile words will produce after their own kind. So let your word always be seasoned with salt. So that you may speak grace to people and edify those who hear you. The first dimension of harvest is sowing and reaping as we have it in Genesis 8.22. It's not written to Christians, it's written to the whole of human race. As long as the earth remains seed time and harvest shall never cease. The second dimension of the harvest is reaping where you have bestowed no labor. And many people can't access that because they are too holy. In fact, if you give them something, they will be suspicious. Mm, no, no, this thing not for me. There's no free town in free lunch. But this, this man that is giving me this kind of attention, what did I say? There's no free lunch in free town. I said there's no free town in free lunch. I, am I adjusted? <laughs> there's no free lunch in free town. <laughs> Then there must be something. How can this person be giving me this attention like this? Unto the pure? All, the All things. And to those who are defiled? Everything they do will be defiled by them because they are always suspicious. But the second dimension of the harvest is that we reap where we do not bestow labor. Can you be comfortable with that? Yes, sir. I told you the story a long time ago of a woman who was brutalized in her marriage, battered, and the husband died, and she became a widow. As I heard it on television recently, where I was narrating the story. And then God sent this widower to her and married her, brought her into her mansion, into his mansion. And the following morning, the woman got up from bed after their wedding and knelt down and said, What would you like to eat today? The man was totally shocked. Eat? Oh, 
take the phone and dial 123 or 113 and tell the cook what you want us to eat. It will prepare the menu and we will go down and eat together. Is that here? Is that here? They went down. She was eating and looking at the man. This is a dream. This is not possible. What is happening, Lord? Help me. Maybe he's about to jump on me and beat me again. They finished eating. They went back. The following morning, the woman knelt again by her side. I said, where do you normally keep your drawers? That's what they call it in those days. That's underpants. I need your drawers and singlet so I can go and wash them. He said, oh, no. Call the cleaner. There's washing machine. Whatever you want to wash, they wash for you and iron for you and bring it to her room. Is there her? So she went to her relation and said, Egg you. But you were one, one chance. This man is overpampering me. Can this be real? Once you are used to, yeah. When you see a yeo, Nimo jail. Tell your neighbor, can you show me your bed? Emma La. Sovereign is not pepper soup. The second dimension of harvest is a sexing what God gives to you without your own labor. John chapter 4, 34 to 38. John 4, 34 to 38. Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Do you now say there are still four months and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, the season is changing. You will not wait for four months. Lift up your eyes and look at the fields. They are already white for harvest. And he who reaps, receives wages, and gathers fruit for eternal life. That both he who sows, somebody sows, and who reaps, somebody reaps, may rejoice together. Ready, read. For in this the saying is true. One sows, another reaps. See, that, does that stand well side by side with Genesis 8.22? You cling to, for as long as the life heart remains, seed, time. And harvest, does that line up with Galatians? Whatever you sow, you will reap. The truth is constant. It is true. But there's a different dimension. Where you reap without sowing. Read the next line. Lift up your eyes so that you can relocate from Akonwajo. This is the kind of dimension that takes you to. Do you understand me? Because me, Omento Kohinjo. You live in a place you don't have Johnny. Pastor, don't molest me. If you told me, can you say, end time to harvest? Amen. I didn't hear your amen. Say it loud. Amen. Say it with faith. I sent you to reap that for which you have not labored. Others have labored and you have entered 
into their labors. Where do you work, madam? Nigeria? Nigeria Civil Aviation Authority. Your father and your mother established the company? No. Where do you work? Wema Bank. Your uncle is a major shareholder in the company. Others labeled. You enter into their labor. Or oh, it doesn't mean when you get there you will not labor. It means you don't have to labor before you get it. And then you labor to sustain it. Can I hear? Amen. <laughs> I think I need to give you an example quickly. You remember when he called the twelve, he sent them out. And he said, do not go in the way of the Gentiles and don't go to the city of Samaritans, but go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Not so. So they were forbidden from entering Samaria. Because that was his assignment. So in John chapter 4, the Bible says, He must need pass through Samaria. And he went to Samaria. He didn't host megaphone or microphone. He sat on the well. And here comes a reject of society. A woman that had married five times and is just now living in with the sixth husband. Your five senses. Now the five husbands... Humanistic philosophy is the sixth that dominate everybody's life. You have been married five times, you just don't know. Because you are led by what you see, what you hear, what you taste, what you feel. Do you understand me? You're married to them. And then you compound it with humanistic philosophy, you live like the word live. Here comes a woman and he said, Jesus said, Woman, give me some water to drink. So how can you, a Jew, be asking me a Samaritan for water? I have nothing in common. <laughs> he said, if you know the one who is talking to you, you will ask him to give you water that will stop bringing you here. Wow. Our father Jacob gave us this well. Oh, Jacob is your father. Greater than Jacob is here. But you two said you can only worship the God in Jerusalem. He said, yes. They said that then. But the cloud, the church in the cloud will worship anywhere and everywhere. Time is coming that those who worship God will worship him in spirit and in truth. They don't have to go here or go there. And then he asked him ultimate question. He said, Go call your husband. <laughs> when question jump answer. For a white man or woman, it will blush. For a black man, it will it will stutter. It will start. <laughs> he said, "I have no husband." He said, "Yeah, you spoke the first truth today. You truly don't have a husband because you've been married five times." And the one you are living with now is arrangement, fetch me water, I scratch your back. That's all. Are you a prophet? We know the Messiah will come. 
for the first time in his ministry. He never did it with the Jews. I that I'm speaking to you, I am he. He abandoned the bucket, forgot about water from the well, ran to the city, and said, come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. And the men of the city heard us, could it be the Messiah? The men of the city wrote off in their white garment. He saw the harvest is white already. And they were running towards him. And when they came, they saw him. They stayed, he stayed with them. They told the woman, we believe your word. We don't think we believe you. And we believe when you say, but now we have really seen, we truly believe. And Jesus left the city after two days without planting a church. Is that not waste of efforts? But he couldn't plant a church then because the blood has not been shed. So thereafter, he went to the cross, he rose from the dead, he empowered the twelve, and the ones empowered by the twelve now went to Samaria to reap where he did not bestow labor. He entered into a harvest that he could never imagine while he was serving table. That's what's about to happen to you. When my sons leave this country for other nations, especially we have been, I tell them, I have labored in that place. Enter into my harvest. The ground must respond to you positively. Can I hear amen? Amen. The third dimension of the harvest. This is the most critical. Is hardly taught in church. This third dimension of the harvest has more to do with the inheritance of God in the saints. God expects a return on investment. He sent his son to die for you. And he wants a harvest in you. This dimension of the harvest is when the sin age comes to an end in your life. When you live above sin, when sin has no dominion over your life, it's a harvest unto God. Just as he's sending you to live where you bestow no labor, he expects you to live above sin. He grants you grace so that where sin abounds, grace abounds much more until you triumph over sin and you declare sin will have no dominion over me. Let's read the Bible. Matthew 13. Verse 1 to 9 is where you have the parable of the sower. And in verses 19 and 23, it will say what the seed is. Matthew 13, 19 and 23. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is he who receives seed by the wayside. What is the seed here? The word of the kingdom. Say it with me. The seed is the word of the kingdom. Okay. Verse 23. Verse 23. But he will receive the seed on the good ground. Is he who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and produces some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Same seed, different productivity. Depending on your level of understanding, 
Depending on your level of operation. Because if you receive the seed, I can receive the same seed and it locates me in GRE. You receive the same seed, it locates you in VI. You receive the same seed, it locates you in Banana Island. And you receive the same seed, it locates you where you live. I'm just giving you an example. It's the same seed, different productivity. It's the same anointing. It can heal headache, it can raise the dead. It depends on usage. It depends on your level of understanding and capacity to maximize what you receive. Now let's go to Matthew 13, 24. The seed is the word of the kingdom. But the seed in the next parable is no longer the word of the kingdom. They are now, the seed is now the son of the kingdom. Because the word becomes flesh. You internalize it. You apply it. And you become one with the word. Matthew 13, 24. Another parable put forth to them saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tears among the wheat and went his way. You know the parable, don't you? The reason he sowed tears in the wheat or in the ground containing the wheat is the devil cannot oppose your destiny, but he will sow things that will distract you. Do you understand? If you could oppose it, there's no point sowing tears. Okay, let's find the interpretation. Verse 30. Verse 30. And he said to them, Let both grow together unto the harvest. And at the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, First gather together the tears and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. Let's read. All these things Jesus spoke to the multitude in parables, and without a parable, he did not speak to them. That it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet, saying, I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things kept secret from the foundation of the earth, of the world. Then Jesus sent the multitude away and went into the house. And his disciples came to him saying, explain to us. He spoke many parables. But because he had taught them the parable of the sower. And he said to them in the parable of the sower that the seed is the word of the kingdom. Now they don't understand why is one wheat and one tear? What is happening here? He said, explain to us, especially the parable of the wheat and the tears. Go on. He answered and said to them, he who sows the good seed, may God sow you in strategic positions. May he scatter you all over this country in different mountains. So that you can bring him glory and praise. He can have a harvest in you. An inheritance in you. Can I hear amen? Amen. He answered and said to them, He who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the word. The good seed are the sons of the kingdom. The tears are the sons of the wicked one. The enemy who sowed them is the devil. The person who is, who is plotting and scheming to ruin your life. Through business association, through marriage, through any other relationship, is the enemy wanting to destroy you. He cannot uproot your destiny, but he wants to distract you so that he can defeat you. The enemy who sowed them is a devil. The harvest here is not what you reap from the ground. 
The harvest here is not entering to where you do not bestow labor. The harvest is the end of the age. When the sin age comes to an end in your life. When God grants you grace to live above sin. When you are sanctified and set apart to him, it's a harvest unto God. That is the third dimension of the harvest. And the fourth is contingent upon this. This is when God gives you not what you sow that you reap. Not what others labor that you enter into their labor. Beyond your living above sin, he now gives you the labor of the nations. That's the fourth dimension. Psalm 105. You can read Psalm 2. To start with, you say, ask of me the nations. You are my son, I've begotten you. Ask of me the nations. But in Psalm 105, he spelled it out. Psalm 105, verse 23. Psalm 105, verse 23. Israel also came into Egypt. Jacob dwelt in the land of Ham. He increased his people greatly and made them stronger than their enemies. He turned their heart to hate his people, to deal craftily with his servants. He sent Moses his servant and Aaron whom he had chosen. They performed his signs among them and wonders in the land of Ham. He sent darkness and made it dark and they did not rebel against his word. He turned their waters into blood and killed their fish. Their land abounded with frogs even in the chambers of their kings. <laughs> He spoke and there came swarms of flies and lice in all their territory. You saw what happened in Egypt. You know it. He gave them hail for rain and flaming fire in their land. He struck their vines also and their fig trees and splintered the trees of their territory. He spoke and locusts came, young locusts without number. And he ate up all the vegetation in their land and devoured the fruit of their ground. He also destroyed all the firstborn in their land, the first of all their strength. He also brought them out with silver and gold, and there was none feeble among his tribes. Egypt was glad when they departed, for the fear of them had fallen upon them. He spread a, a cloud for a covering fire to give light in the night. That's a pillar of cloud and pillar of fire. The people asked, and he brought quail and satisfied them with the bread of heaven. He opened the rock, and water gushed out. He ran in the dry places like a river. This is a prelude to something great. And this is what it is. He re- for he remembered what? His holy promise. And Abraham, his servant. He brought out his joy, people with joy. His chosen ones with gladness. He gave them the lands of the Gentiles. And they inherited the labor of the nations. They inherited what? The labor of the nations. Guys, this is what CCGC is all about. We are going beyond the first dimension. We are going beyond the second dimension. We are going to be rooted in third dimension. And from there we launch out and to exploit the harvest of the nations of the earth. And to bring him and declare his glory among the nations of the earth. All the nations of the earth will be impacted by what is going in this ministry. We will impact the world. We will impact the church. We will implant the glory. And the knowledge of the glory of the Lord shall cover the earth as the waters cover the sea in the name of Jesus Christ. That's why the whole earth is our parish. 
How are we going to accomplish this? We have four institutional strategies. Four institutional strategies to accomplish all this. Our institutional strategy number one, household faith for household salvation. Say that with me. Household faith for household salvation. What's the first institutional strategy? Household faith for household salvation. Household faith for household salvation. Each household that must ensure that everyone in his or our household is genuinely saved, including neighbors and family friends. We dealt with that last Sunday, didn't we? If charity truly begins at home, then following the spiritual mapping of the Lord Jesus Christ, when he said in Acts 1.8, you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses where? In Jerusalem, and where? In Judea, and where? In Samaria, and where? Uttermost parts of... He wants harvest in all the four dimensions. Our Jerusalem is our family. Our next door neighbors, the friends of our family, the friends of our children. Do you understand me? That is our Jerusalem. Jerusalem is more than just a city is talking about. You begin where it matters, at home. The first institution and the only thing called institution in the entire Bible, in the New King James Version of the Bible, Malachi chapter 2, is the holy institution of marriage. Strong families will produce strong nations. God forbid that you hold back from sharing the gospel of salvation with those you hold there and those who hold you there. Those are not your blood relations. Write this down. Proverbs 18.24 Proverbs 18.24 A man who has friends must himself be friendly but there's a friend who sticks closer than a brother if that is the case then family is not just about blood it's about who is willing to hold your hand when you need it the most family is not just about blood it's about those willing to hold your hand when you need it most as a friend that stays closer than a brother. If you consider the disposition of the family of Jesus to him in Mark chapter 3, they call him mad. They said he's out of his mind. And they said, they said to him, your brothers and your mother, they are waiting for you. Say, Who is my brother? Who is my sister? Who is my mother? Those who are around him said, those who hear the word of God and do it, they are my brother, they are my sister. Blood does not determine family. Alone. But who is there to hold your hand in trouble? And they cannot do that to you and hold you there. And you don't hold them there by sharing what you carry with them. Can I hear amen? amen? Institutional strategy number two is the upgrade version of our each one rich one. Upgrade version. Our each one rich one program will not be discarded. Because a wise man brings treasure both old and new from his treasure. Do you understand me? We are not discarding it. But rather, it will be elevated to another level. 
Let me show you the elevation. John chapter 1, 35. John 1, 35. I'll read up to verse 46. John 1, 35. Again, the next day, John stood with two of his disciples. And looking at Jesus as he walked, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him speak, and they followed Jesus. And Jesus turned and seen them following, said to them, What do you seek? Ask your neighbor, What do you seek? What are you here for? What do you seek? They said to him, Rabbi, which is to say, when translated, Teacher, where are you staying? We are not looking for things, we are looking for you. We are not seeking things, we are seeking you. He who has you has all things. I mean, then he he took them to his home and they stayed with him that night. Two things happened. The two of them knew they had found the Messiah. And the Messiah knew he had found two of his disciples. But one of them got up the following morning, his name, Andrew. Wherever you see Andrew in the Bible is always bringing somebody to Jesus. That's why we had Operation Andrew back. We are bringing it back full flesh. Do you understand me? That everywhere you appear, you are looking for his soul. Because you are muted now, you must be speaking to somebody. He went to look for who? His own brother. And he grabbed him by the hand. Simon, we have found the Messiah. He said, what? He dragged him. Jesus of Nazareth. He brought it to him. And Jesus looked at him and said, you are Simon. The reed that is blown by every wind of doctrine. But you are going to become Peter. Peter the rock. Then Jesus was passing by. He saw Philip. Or Bethsaida. And he said to him. Follow me. Philip had a friend. Who will always study the Bible. He's always reading the Bible. He was under the fig trees studying. When Philip got to him, his name is Nathaniel. He said, Nathaniel, we have found the Messiah. Jesus, he said, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? And all the explanation he gave is, come come and see, wonderful Jesus. Come and see. Ewa wo onisheyanu. Ewa wo onisheyanu. Come and see wonderful Jesus. Come and see wonderful Jesus. Now Jesus had seen him where he was, but he would need Philip to reach out to him. And when he brought him before Jesus, he said, "Behold, an Israel indeed, in whom there is no God." He said, "Where did we meet before?" He said, "When you were under the fig tree, I saw you." And let me tell you, I know the portion of scripture you were reading. You were reading where the ladder went to heaven and angels ascending and descending. But what you are reading is what you are seeing. Shortly, you will see angels ascending and descending upon the Son of God, because I'm the ladder that connects heaven. To the earth. He followed him from that day. That's each one rich one. But we are going beyond that. The upgrade version of each one rich one is each one rich is city. Each one must repair to reach his city. Do you understand? Say with me, each one rich is city. Some of us have done this 
by taking the moment of truth to a city and we are paying for it. And they don't know that what they are doing by that act is reaching their own city, ensuring that the word of God gets in their own city. And you think it's so expensive, you can't afford it, but you have a, you, you can afford all the non-entities you gather. Each one reaches his own city. Luke chapter 8. You know the story of the gathering demoniac? You remember him? The moment he was healed, he wanted to follow Jesus. And Jesus said to him, nah, 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 nah. Nah, you have an assignment. Don't just follow me. I have enough of these 12. One of them is a devil. Okay. I was telling a guy yesterday, I said, you know what? We will pick the best to run this nation. But we must have at the back of our mind that one out of 12 can be a devil. But God forbid that we have 11 out of 12 to be devils. Luke chapter 8, verses 38 and 39. Luke 8, 38 and 39. Now the man from whom the demons had departed begged him that he might be with him. But Jesus sent him away saying, return to your, that's your Jerusalem. Return to your own house and tell what great things God has done for you. And he went his way and proclaimed throughout the whole city what great things Jesus had done for him. He went beyond his house to his own city. Have you ever reached out to your city? Is there a reason why you were born in that city? How is Jesus called? Jesus of Nazareth. He was not born in Nazareth. He was born in Bethlehem, but he was raised in Nazareth. And he put Nazareth on the map of the world to tomorrow. They call him Jesus of Nazareth. In 2007, I was in South Africa. God showed me in a vision it's time to return to my father's house to fix it. In my little note, I wrote there the return of the prince. We went to that house. We went to the neighborhood. We examined it. At the same time, Mrs. Ogumbi was working with tourism department, uh, ministry of Ogun State, and they said to them, she had told the governor or suggested to them, to the cabinet, let's look for houses of notable sons and daughters of Ogun State so that we can make them historical heritage that the places where they were born can become a place where people will visit. I'd seen the vision. I didn't know what they were doing. Then she brought it to me. And I said, on one condition, some of the houses chosen have been broken down now. Lambo, Lambo, just, I mean, Dr. Lambo's house, that one is broken down. But Professor Walesho Inka, the Kuti family, my father's house, I said, only, only on one condition. I will not take a penny from government because you cannot hold my father's house key. And they agreed. And we went to do it. But we went beyond that house. We got a tarred road in there. We got toilet facilities because we never had toilet when I was growing up. We went to the dunghill. We got, we got bar hole for the whole community. 
all the things that are killing them, waterborne diseases, went down like that. Do you know how much it costs to give water to that whole community every month? Give me an idea how much does it cost a month? Less than 8,000 just to pump the water. Do you understand me? Then we went to our ancestral home and put a senator there in honor of Shodeke who led the Abbas to Abelkuta in 1830. We left the place. Do you know what the community, what the whole community called Iporo? They call it Iporo London. It was the return of the prince. And the day we were dedicating the senator of Alaki of Egbaland, they were there. And I said to them, all you have seen here is Jesus of Nazareth. Go back to your own city. Go back to your own home. And go and do likewise. In no time, we will begin to change the, 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 the whole environment. If you can just go back and give back to the community that produce you. Each one rich one must translate to each one rich is city. You don't even know, want anybody to know where you came from. You hide. You don't want anybody to know your identity. You don't want them to see your family member. They can stay in the village forever. They must not visit you. They are a disgrace to you, but the Bible says in Isaiah, if you do not hide yourself from your own skin, from your own relations, I will let your darkness be like light. Mm. Did I know in 2007, 2008 that I will be going to politics? Did he call to me that General Buhari will call me to be his running mate? If they had showed the photograph of my father's house as it then was to the whole world, I would have been a total disaster. If a man cannot fix his own house, how can he fix a city? Never go back home. Run your fear. Go back home. Go back to your city. Take the word of God. Put it in the radio of your city. Put it in the television of your city. Each one reach his own city. Ask your neighbor, where are you from? Nobody knows where you are from, and some of you are confused. You really don't know where you are. You are neither Germans nor Nigerians. You are somewhere in between, but go back to your city. Go to Gunta. <laughs> Please note that sharing your testimony, when you return like an icon, do you understand? There's hardly anything that goes on in Ogun State today that they will not invite me. And on top of that, by the grace of God, we went to our primary school, changed it to a mother school. Went to our secondary school, turned it around. In my primary school, there's Tunde Bakari House. In Lishabi Grammar School, there's Tunde Bakari. I didn't ask for these things. Yes, sir. Your city is your Samaria. Yes, sir. Your home is your Jerusalem. Go back there. The Samaritans are waiting there. They are relying on an empty well. You need to give them the world that spring unto eternal life. That will rise up from within them. Can I hear? Amen? Amen. Do you know sharing your testimony in your city can make a people who reject Jesus to be receptive to him? Yes, sir. You don't know that? Know, Let me show it to you. Luke chapter 8. Verse 32 or verse 38, 
I want you to see what happened to the city when the gathering demoniac returned to his house and to his city. Luke 8. Let me start from 32. There's a point there. 8, 32 to 37. 8, 32 to 37. Now he heard of many swine was feeding there on the mountain. So they begged him that he would permit them to enter them. You see, when there's swine on the mountain, it's because that mountain of culture is taken over by the devil. But you must rise up and chase them out of the mountain. And he permitted them. Then the demons went out of the man and entered the swine. And the herd ran violently down to the sea place into the lake and drowned. When those who fed them saw what had happened, they fled and told it in the city and in the country. Then they went out to see what had happened and came to Jesus and found the man from whom the demons had departed sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. What did they do? They also had seen, they also who had seen it told them by what means he who had been demon possessed was healed. Then the whole multitude of the surrounding region of the gatherings asked him to depart. You have wrecked our business today. You have brought us to the bankrupt, to level of bankruptcy. Just leave our city. For they were seized with great fear. And he got to the boat and returned to where he came from. That man wanted to follow him. He said, hey, don't follow me. You have an assignment. Go back to your house. And to your, let's see. Here. Now the man whom he, the demons had departed from begged him that he might be with him. Because he was afraid. This man is going. I don't want these demons to come back. He said, no, I've done a finished job. You are not only saved. You are filled. You are empowered. You can stand against every devil. Go back home. You are afraid to go home because witches and wizards. Go give your razor to Yakupa. And the witch in our neighborhood. You understand me? They can do nothing to you because cost-costless will not come. There's no enchantment against Jacob. There's no divination against Israel. Every witch, no matter where they are today, was trying to fly and do anything to you. Their wings are cut and, dis- and, and separated from them. Their power is removed. In the name of Jesus Christ. Return to your own house and tell what great things God has done for you. And he went his way and proclaimed throughout the whole city what great things Jesus had done for him. This is a serious damage control because the people rejected Jesus. They said, leave us alone. You have wrecked our business. Go away. And the man went back to his household and went back to his city and telling them what God had done for him, what Jesus did. See what happened next. And that's about to happen in every city that you come from. So it was when Jesus returned that the multitude welcomed him for they were all waiting for him. I call it the return of the prince, the return of the princess. Go back home. Go get your city ready for Jesus. Go get your city ready for Jesus in the mighty name of Jesus. And a revival will sweep through your village and your city in Jesus' mighty name. Institution strategy number three, professional group evangelism. Institutional strategy number three, professional group evangelism. I will teach this in details in the days to come. But hear me now. Through our seven mountain marketplace ministry, anchored by those who call city elders, 
we would deploy another tool of evangelism. This is beyond each one rich one. It's beyond each one rich in city. This is the professional group evangelism to be known as PP to PG. PP to PG, that is professional person reaching is a professional group. Professional person reaching is a professional group. Luke chapter 5, verse 27. Luke chapter 5, verse 27. Luke 5, 27. After these things, he went out and saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at the tax office, and he said to him, follow me. So he left all, rose up, and followed him. Then Levi gave him a great feast where? In his own house. And there were a great number of tax collectors and others who sat down with them. You leave the scribes and Pharisees alone. Why are you eating with tax collectors? They do not come for righteous people. I come for sinners. Do you understand me? It was chief of, it was friends of, of sinners. Listen to me. He called one tax collector. That tax collector gathered all other tax collectors. His professional person reaching to professional group. The last time I saw that was at, 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 at Jade. When it was still Jade, it's now Glen or whatever they call it. Zen Garden, where you brought lawyers from all sorts to that place. Each professional group, professional, reaching this professional group. The reason God is, is taking you through that path is so that you can influence that domain. Each professional person reaching his professional group and bringing them to the knowledge of the Savior. The world is not interested in your vocation. It's interested in your occupation. Jesus said, occupy till I come. He didn't say, encumber the ground. Occupy there means do business till I come. And the ones who have profit are the ones he would reward. He gave a parable of a fig tree, a barren fig tree that encumbers the ground. He said, three years have been coming. Can you imagine the shame, the pain, that for three years of your life you have not won a single soul? So for three years I've been coming and I can't see fruit on this. I'll give you the passage so that you can read. For three years I've been coming, there's, it's just encumbering the ground. Why are lies Cut it down. And the Holy Spirit began to intercede. Let me dig it and dung it this year and then you can come back. It may be the last chance of many people because we do not need barren fig trees in this place. We need fruitful people whose fruit will remain in the name of Jesus. That's why you can't keep quiet. Look at Luke 19, 11 to 27. Luke 19, 11 to 27. That's the parable of the miners that he gave talents to people and he said, do business like home. Occupy till I come. But in Luke chapter 13, you'll find the one that encumbers the ground there. Luke 13 verse 6. Luke 13 verse 6. He also spoke this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard. And he came seeking fruit on it and found none. If you look at the top of it, he calls it the parable of the barren fig tree. Then he said to the keeper of his vineyard. Look, for three years I've come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none. Cut it down. Why does it use up the ground? In KJV, say, why does it encumber the ground? Bench warmers, pew warmers, 
who come in every Sunday, but they are not fruitful. That's your portrait. That's your portrait. But he answered and said to him, Sir, let it alone this year also until I dig around it and fertilize it. And if it bears fruit, well. But if not, after that you can cut it down. As simple as ABC. Another aspect of this professional group evangelism is what I call each one help one. Not each one rich one. Each one help one. I've seen uh, brother uh, elder well, look at you, you do that a lot, including my secretary. Relocated to Wemma Bank. When it was there, this one, that one, the, it helped so many people. I've seen I did do it. It's called each one, help one. It's called mentor, mentee. It's called eagles and eaglets. It's called Mordecai and Esther. Everyone that is well established upon the mountain top of your own appointed mountain must begin to mentor others, must bring them up to that mountain because the future depends on how much population you can put on each mountain. You must help others to get to the top of the mountain with you. Wicked leader says it is lonely at the top because they do not take people with them. It's not supposed to be lonely at the top. Each one must help one. If you see a vacancy in your place, we will have a job center at the citadel. We will screen them so that when they get there, they are not going to disappoint you. Do you understand me? Say each one help one. Each one help one. That's a new, it's a, it's a new style of occupational, of professional evangelism. Do you understand me? We are each one Help one. As God lifts up our people, operating in different mountains of, our, of culture and human endeavor, they also must make known to us where they are and what type of people they need in that place so that we can look among ourselves and each one help one. I'll teach more on that in the days to come. The fourth institutional strategy, and I stop with this today, as God helps us in the days to come, I'll bring them, elaborate them, elucidate on them until you grab them. This last one is our fourth institutional strategy. It's called collaborative evangelism. Collaborative evangelism. This can be done by leaders who share and care, or who care and share. Team players who work side by side and do not break their ranks. Secure leaders who in honor prefer one another by join hands for collaborative evangelism. The acronym for this is PP and AW, Paul Plants and Apollo Waters. Paul Plants and Apollo Waters, God gives the increase. In Acts of the Apostles chapter 11, you see that Barnabas had to go and look for Paul. And they brought Paul and they stayed there two years. For the first time, they called the believers Christians in Antioch because two leaders collaborated together to make it happen. It's called collaborative evangelism. In this connection, mention must be made of strategic business initiatives and partnerships as a tool for interface with Babylon. This is a gateway to the uttermost part of the earth. If your home is your Jerusalem, if your city is your Samaria, 
If your occupation, if your home, I beg your pardon, is Jerusalem, if your city is Judea, and your occupation is Samaria, this last one I'm mentioning is your key to the uttermost part of the earth. In Acts of the Apostles chapter 18, every city that Paul will go to, they will chase him out. Every city they will chase him out. Until he located Aquila and Priscilla, who were members of the same occupation with him. And when he got to that city and joined them in their business, by that collaboration, he was able to stay there for two whole years, winning more souls like never before. And those who came against them, he had built enough network for them to stand against the judicial officers and the oppressors so that it can stay there. This is your key to the uttermost part of the earth. It's called strategic alliances and partnerships. In closing, in addition to these four institutional strategies, by the special grace of God, all other activities and events of our church will be geared towards soul winning, discipleship training, and the economic empowerment of our people. Through our City Impact Bible Study, Dominion Partners Quarterly Seminars and Annual Conference, our Family Life Conference, our Parenting and Finishing School, our Young Leaders Conference, and our Nation Builders Summit, we will equip the saints for their work of ministry. By the grace of God, when we roll out the Citadel Leadership Academy, Skills and Acquisition Center, and the Citadel Business School, we will share spiritual truths with all the saints, share business ideas and strategies with entrepreneurs, inform and create job opportunities, opportunities through our job center for the unemployed. In short, rather than giving fish to our members, we will cheat them out of fish. Furthermore, when we, by God's grace, integrate and upgrade the ICRD International Center for Reconstruction and Development, not just as a propositional platform for policy, initiative, and democracy as it's doing now, but also will be empowered to run the Citadel School of Governance to inform and equip saints called into politics and public service. From the month of July, by God's grace, if God permits. Amen. I have to say if God permits. Uh-huh, because I'm not going to wait for somebody to dangle carrot before me. By God's grace, from the month of July, by God's grace, we are planning to embark on city invasions and geopolitical conferences in collaboration with GAIN, a network of pastors, business leaders, and statesmen, and nation builders. Like the three hours we learned in school, we will keep the reconciliation, reintegration, and the rebirth of our nation in the front burner of our national discourse. This is one way the church can contribute immensely to good governance in our nation so that the dividends of democracy will stop eluding the greatest number of our citizens. Brothers and sisters, family and friends, the future is already here. The best way to predict the future is to create it. And in the name of Jesus, may the good Lord enable each and every one of us to know and identify his own, own power slot your own appointed mountain and as God graces you may you do your part and not drop the ball or be the weak link God's bountiful blessings upon the now church God's bountiful blessings upon the now church stand to your feet blessed be the name of the Lord God almighty who gave the word and great is the company of those who publish it We are going to take those institutional strategies one by one 
until it's ingrained in you and it becomes part of you. Nothing is above your head in the name of Jesus Christ. Lift up your hands unto heaven. We thank you, Father. It is clear to us, spiritual mapping today, our Jerusalem, our Judea, our Samaria, our key to the uttermost part of the earth. Make us partakers of these things, Father, and grant us grace that we as partakers of your divine nature will access everything that we need to execute this agenda. To your name be glory and praise. In Jesus' mighty name and the people said, Amen. Stretch your hands towards me and pray for me. That after praying, preaching and teaching others, after telling them about the way, I will not be distracted, derailed, or defeated. I will reach my goal and finish my course. I will serve God and humanity with integrity and finish with honor in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your mighty hands upon me this day. Thank you because the rod of the wicked cannot come near me or near my dwelling. Thank you for chasing away everyone who is not part of what we are doing and for bringing in everyone who is part thereof so that they can contribute their quota and together we carry the battle to the gates of the enemy. Take glory, Father. Take glory, Son. Take glory, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. so much for listening. We have to end it here today, but it's been a real joy to come into your homes to unveil the truth of God's Word. I pray that the Word of God you have received will sink deeply into your hearts and bring forth tangible fruit in Jesus' name. Amen. In addition, I pray that the truth you've embraced will not only set you free, but it will empower you to impact your environment positively as God's representative in your sphere of influence. Till we meet again on this platform, remain sandwiched between the peace of God and the God of peace. God bless you richly. Bye, Bye for, for now. now.